I'm Helen Karakulak. And I'm Alice Murphy, and this is Overworked But Optimistic, the podcast where we address a new topic every fortnight, looking into the various ways it affects us and consider how we can better balance the many things we like and occasionally don't like to juggle. We're all too familiar with being overworked and aiming to be increasingly optimistic. Whether you're studying, working casually, part-time or full-time, pursuing a career and big picture objectives, or just trying to make it through the day, this is the podcast for you. This episode is all about the most wonderful time of the year. I am a massive holiday enthusiast. I'm the kind of person that has Mariah Carey ready to play on November 1st, puts the tree up as soon as the Christmas pageant is over, and I only wait that long because the decorations are kept on a high shelf, so I need the support of the vertically advantageous. We're recording this on November 21st at my request, and I've already brought presents for four of the 14 people on my list. Whether you celebrate Christmas for religious, materialistic, or other ritualistic reasons, or any other holiday this time of year, we hope that you do so with nothing but joy amongst the inevitable stress and familiar tension of the season. Alice, what's your favourite thing about Christmas? Picking presents for all the people that I love. Yeah, me too. I love gift giving so much. I love gift giving, but my bank account doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, same. I made a list the other day of all of the people I need to buy for and roughly how much I want to spend on each person. The total was way more than I expected. Yeah, I have way more than I was comfortable spending. I don't have a huge family, which is helpful for the bank account. I want to buy presents for all of my friends, but I just can't afford to. Same here. And that's why I was sort of thinking about alternatives, which Pinterest is amazing for, because I reckon I'm going to DIY some stuff for some of my close friends. Yeah, me too. For my sort of, uh, not my nuclear family, my sort of extended family. Yeah, my inner circle. One sort of money-saving but still festive Christmas measure that you and I are going to participate in with our friends Karis and Claudia, who've both been on the pod, is instead of all getting each other presents, we're going to all buy our own tickets to an event and make a big deal of it and go together and it's a Gatsby-themed event, so we'll get costumes and dress up. So you're buying your own things, but the present to each other is all going together. Yeah, and I think that's a really nice way to do it because it's like, my presence is the present. (laughs) And like... I'm not saying that in a vanity kind of way, but more of a just, I really care about you guys and I want to do this sort of thing with you. Yeah, the present is getting to spend time together. Exactly. And other like affordable gift ideas that like still cost money, but considerably less that you can do for big groups. And I've been looking at a lot of these on Pinterest because I love Pinterest. I Pinterest like a granny. I'm a Pinterest mum. I am a Pinterest mum. And they're these gorgeous little um, reindeer decorated mason jars. And I did them a couple years back and they worked so well and they're so cute. And basically you just use like pipe cleaners and any like craft bits and pieces if you have any lying around, which I do because I have younger sisters and we're always doing weird craft things. And you just decorate mason jars and mason jars, you can literally, you can usually buy a bunch of them for not that much money. They're usually like a couple of dollars each. Exactly. So mason jars with Christmas themed decorations and then chocolates inside. Yeah, I've always loved baking. So that's what I do for my uncle and my older cousins that don't really want things. I bake and I make Rocky Road and apricot balls and my kitchen is a mess, but I have fun and it's yummy. So they like it. And I think it's a little bit more personal as well. Yeah, there's definitely the personal element. That's what I try and do for my parents, who when I ask what they want, will never tell me an honest answer. Yeah. So I like to do things that maybe don't have a really high price tag because that I know that they don't want me to spend all my money on them, but will have a good sentimental value or make us laugh. Like um, for my dad, for 
I can't remember if it was his birthday or last Christmas. I made a printout for the shack and because it's near the beach did it in these blue colors and in that very cheesy style that would have a quote over it except instead of sun sand and breeze or something very sweet on it I had like the wind in your hair the seaweed on your feet and the sand in your butt crack (laughs) and that now hangs in the shack for all time (laughs) that's beautiful I am looking right now at my Pinterest board that I've just pulled up. There are so many different things that you can do with food that's Mm. so simple, that's so cute. Like these little snowman cookies. Yeah. Or um, I remember I used whipped cream and strawberries to make little Santa faces one year. And it was so easy, but they were very cute. Yeah, that's awesome. Or like little Christmas trees with like pretzels and all kinds of different fun things. And especially if you have younger siblings or kids, it's such a fun way to engage with them as well. Yeah, because you can do it as a family. Yeah. And that sentimental value really like is bonding. Yeah. Do you think that gift giving has become hyper materialistic? Yes. Do you think that that's necessarily a bad thing? No, I love buying presents. <laughs> Same. As I love Christmas shopping but I and buying things for people, but I wouldn't refer to myself as materialistic because usually the presents that I'm buying do have a bit of thought behind them. Yeah. I'm not buying someone a designer handbag because well, I can't afford a designer handbag. And if I could, I would be buying one for myself. Excuse me. Um, but also, I don't feel as if the gifts that I purchase for people are materialistic just because of what they are because when I give someone something even if if it is something I buy from a store I still consider it to have some kind of sentimental worth I try and buy things that I know will make people laugh I try and buy things that will remind someone of a time that we spent together yeah that they can be sentimental and consumerlicious (laughs) (laughs) you can get someone a gift that is a physical thing and material but is also sentimental yeah And I don't think material gifts necessarily translate to a materialistic mindset. 100% agree. Because if you buy someone their favorite book, that doesn't make you or them materialistic. It means that they like reading. Yeah. For example, for years, there was this book series coming out and they always came out around Christmas. So I always got my mum the next book. And it wasn't just about the book. It was about the tradition. And it was about the the expression of her interest that you were picking up on and sharing in that. Yeah, and the best gifts are the ones that show that you really know someone. I agree. What's the best gift you've ever received? Oh, I don't know. I can't think of the best. I can definitely think of the worst gift I've ever received. (laughs) Was it the earrings? (laughs) Yeah. I once received earrings from someone extremely close to me who should have known that I do not have my ears pierced. (laughs) I find that quite funny as a story. And Sad, but funny. I got earrings for Christmas when I was probably 18. Because what 18-year-old girl doesn't want jewellery that she can't wear? Who'd you get them from? Someone very close to me who should have known better. What did you do with those earrings? I think I still have them somewhere. Do you want them? <laughs> I don't even know what they look like. Man. <laughs> They're just silver studs. You gotta like sell that shit or something. I honestly should. Yeah. Do you think it's rude to sell, to sell or give away gifts? Depends on what the gift is and who it came from. I think re-gifting is a grey area. Like, I'll re-gift, for example, to my sisters Mm. because... Because it's staying in the family. Yes. And if it's something that I received that's targeted to their age group... Like, for example, I got a lot of books as a kid because I like to read. So I still have so many, like, children's novels 
or like picture books. And I don't think there's anything wrong with regifting those, wrapping them up to my sisters and saying, here, Merry Christmas, because it's still coming from me. And I don't even, half the time, I don't even remember who gave them to me in the first place. Yeah. And it's like, okay, they are now at that age where they can enjoy that thing that I'm no longer using. Yeah. So I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I'm a little bit superstitious and I believe in signs and bad luck is a big thing for me. So I think if somebody gives me a gift that they received from someone they don't like or that if there was any malice behind the gift that was given in the first place, I would feel uncomfortable accepting that. Bad juju. Yeah. I don't want any bad juju. I don't want any bad vibes. I don't want to piss off the universe. I think it's one thing if I say to you, hey, I've got these earrings I'm literally never going to (laughs) wear. But, like, they weren't given with a malicious intent. They were given because of ignorance. (laughs) Would you like these earrings? Yeah. But if I said, hey, my loser (laughs) ex-boyfriend gave me these earrings, I would never give them to you. I would either donate them or sell them or just throw them away. Yeah, it's different when there is, like, that... Like, I'm not a superstitious person, but I get it. I get, like, the energy and the gift and, like... And the... also sometimes re-gifting is weird. Yeah, some things you cannot re-gift. I think books are a good one to re-gift. Yep, I agree. Because it's like you're sharing that experience and that yeah. story with someone else. And, like, I wouldn't be offended if I got given a book that had been read before. Yeah, me neither. It's more personal. Yeah, because it's like someone read this and loved it so much that they want to share that story with me. Yeah. And I think there's something personal about reading someone's copy of their favorite book. I agree. It's really cool. It is very cool. Books Um, are cool. Books are cool gifts. You can't re-gift lingerie. (laughs) You most definitely cannot re-gift lingerie. You can't re-gift an engagement ring. Oh, definitely not. Um, I think jewelry, you can't re-gift. Yeah. I feel like there's a certain level of, I don't think it would be an issue if you re-gifted the earrings. No. But nothing that had sentimental value. I feel like I can't get rid of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Anything to do with a relationship. If you give someone a promise ring, that cannot be re-gifted. No, it cannot. And also... Burnt in fire. I remember when we were shopping one year. I think it was last year, actually. Alice and I were at a Westfield shopping centre and we walked through the door and immediately we're bombarded with fake snow from the upper level, like falling down. There's like a little fan with streamers on it. There's giant Christmas trees. There's baubles everywhere. And we both turned to each other and made the exact same joke, twins in the shining style, where we just go, it's beginning to look a lot like consumerism. Yeah, well, Christmas is traditionally a religious holiday. Not so much anymore. To sort of start this conversation, what's your experience with Christmas and religion? I was raised Catholic from a very religious family. Not intensely religious, but more religious than you. I used to go to church every Christmas. There have been a couple years where I haven't. And I refer to myself and my mom uh, humorously as C&E churchgoers, meaning that we go to church on Christmas and Easter. We have a lot of relatives that are diehard churchgoers three times a week, midnight masses, doing all that they can to support their church and support their community. And to some extent, that's great. But one thing I have learnt is that that does not make you more or less religious. And everybody's view of religion and spirituality, if it brings them comfort and it's not harming anybody else, completely valid. 
Yeah, I agree. And I've never been to church on Christmas or Easter. I went a few times with my grandma because she enjoyed going. I've never done the midnight mass. Usually at midnight on Christmas, I'm sleeping. <laughs> or since I got a bit older, watching Netflix. Yeah. Or playing Santa for my parents. I have had a lot of experiences when I was much younger going to church because I had to. Mm. And last year I went to church. I think a lot of people do feel more connected in churches. And I've definitely had moments in churches where I have felt more in touch with my spirituality. I don't think that that's necessarily always the case. So we went to church last year on Christmas Day and it was an afternoon service. And it was so much fun. When I was a kid, a lot of the time I would tune out and I would count the number of hats that people were wearing or I would look at all of the people wearing blue shirts and come up with different ways to entertain myself. But going to church as I've gotten older has actually been very interesting listening to the way that they speak and the things that they speak about. And it was a very inclusive environment. There was a gospel choir. It was beautiful. The music, everyone was up on their feet and dancing and clapping. And it was just so much fun and very diverse. It was just a really interesting, unique experience that's so different to a lot of what I went through as a kid that made me think, yes, this is what religion should be about. And this is what celebrating this time of year should be about. What makes this time of year so magical? The value that we put on it. I agree. As much as it it does have religious um, implications. And if you are religious, nothing wrong with that. I think the secular and the family reasons and just an excuse to catch up with people when If you are a student, you've got time off for once. What's your first Christmas memory? Um, I don't know. Because there have been so many Christmases. And it's hard to order them? It is very hard to order them. I think the most prominent Christmas memory that I have, and a consistent one, is spending Christmas Eve with my dad and my sisters and staying up late, opening presents at midnight, listening to Christmas music, eating lots of food, and just celebrating with the people that I love and just that joy that comes out around Christmas time yeah and a lot of it is fueled by consumerism oh yeah I love tinsel I love baubles I love the decorations that go on my tree I love Christmas music I love Mariah Carey in December I don't really give a flying anything about Mariah Carey from January through to November but come Christmas time I'm all in with my Christmas playlists and with my gift giving and with the way that I decorate my house. And I think that's really awesome. And that's one of the things that makes me feel like a kid. It gets me excited. You've spoken a lot about Christmas. I know. (laughs) You go. My Christmas has never been about Jesus or religion. It's always been about family. Since I can remember, I've always spent Christmas Day with my family and usually sometimes Christmas Day, sometimes Boxing Day with my sort of extended family. We used to drive up to Adelaide and spend time with my auntie and uncle and my cousins who were a family of six kids. So there was lots of gift giving. And I remember my younger, my youngest cousin when she was young and one of my favorite memories is when my older cousin gave my younger cousin a bunny for Christmas (laughs) and the parents didn't know that that was going to happen and that was I still remember that and I still find it so funny and I remember the first time I slept in longer than my brother on Christmas day and he literally dragged me out of bed by my ankle but I think for me it's the family and it's the joy so uh, whether that's seeing my cousins and having my technical family or when it's my friends and I all getting together to do 
a secret Santa and just buying each other weird stuff. And the fact that Helen is obsessed with Christmas, so despite the fact that it's November, she played Christmas music on the way to the studio today. (laughs) Or the fact that she's told me that when we go away for the weekend, she's decorating with tinsel, whether I like it or not. (laughs) (laughs) There will be tinsel, and there will probably be some baubles in some trees. For a bit of context, we're going away in early December, so it's like acceptable, but it's also weird. (laughs) It's not weird, it's fun. It is fun. And I will be much more in the Christmas spirit, I'm sure. And I think that's what's so great about Christmas. It's fun. And whether or not you have a spiritual, religious, or any other family-orientated or unfamily-orientated ways of celebrating, whatever your reason for celebrating is, it's valid. And have fun with it. Yeah. And like the fact that I am a Catholic and that you're not... That doesn't mean that my Christmas experience is more valid or that yours is And it doesn't more or less. mean that we can't celebrate Christmas together because we 100% do. And now I'm trying to remember how we started celebrating Christmas together and I don't remember. I feel like it started in high school with just yeah. my obsession and oh, just really. talking about Christmas presents and then deciding like, hey, should we get something for each other? And are we going to set a budget? And how are we going to do this? And then I remember there was one year we celebrated our Christmas in January because we both ordered stuff for each other online. I don't think it was even January. I reckon it was February. Yeah, no, it would have been pretty late because we ordered stuff online and they didn't come in time. Yeah. And I remember one year we baked Christmas cookies together and they melted together and became one big cookie because they were cooking and we went out to get food up the road. (laughs) Or we're in the pool. Because it's summer in Australia for Christmas. It's hot. Because it is hot. I remember Christmas Day last year, 45 degrees. I remember because you, Christmas carols, Christmas stories. It's like, and then they went and played in the snow. And I'm like, man, my Christmases are like on the beach playing beach cricket because it's so hot. Or like Christmas celebrations where we'll unwrap each other's presents that have snowmen on the on the wrapping paper. And then go jump in the pool before we melt. Exactly. But that brings (laughs) us nicely over to Americanized cliches of Christmas that carry over into Australia where it does not snow. Yeah, we definitely adopt a lot of our culture, a lot of white Australian culture from America and from England. For example, the stockings hung by the fireplace rather than by the air conditioner, which is currently saving our lives. Yep. My sister said to me the other day, she's seven years old. I asked her, what would you like for Christmas? She said, I would like some snow. And I was like, well, honey, then you got to buy a plane ticket. (laughs) Because that doesn't happen here. We have, what, a couple places in Australia that have snow a few times a year in, like, I want to say Victoria. Yeah, there's places in Australia that snow, but not in Adelaide and not on Christmas Day. Definitely not. I would like to have a white Christmas one, yeah. Yeah, I think that would be lovely. Oh, I think the... you would die because it would just be so Christmassy. Yeah, my ideal world is a Hallmark Christmas card. Um, on the way here, we had a bit of a discussion about this because Helen was playing Christmas music, as I mentioned. And one of the songs was, um, It's Getting Cold Outside? Yeah, Baby, It's Cold Outside. Baby, It's Cold Outside. And I looked out the window and I was like, no. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that song is inaccurate for so many more reasons. Or not even inaccurate, just Oh, so politically incorrect. I really can't stay. But baby, it's cold outside. What's in this drink? So many dodgy lyrics. I'm going to admit I don't know the lyrics very well because I don't have Christmas coming out of my ears from <laughs> September. So uh, well, do you have a Christmas playlist? No. 
if I wanted a Christmas playlist, I'd just go on Spotify and search Christmas playlist. Okay, but you're going to get so many rubbish songs if you do that. You need to cultivate your own Christmas playlist. I got one. Favorite Christmas movie? Oh, so many. At the moment, it's a Christmas movie, but I watch it all year round. The Holiday. It's a Nancy Myers movie, I'm pretty sure. And it stars Cameron Diaz and um, Kate Winslet as these women who everything's going wrong in their lives. They decide they want to get away. So they go on a, ha- on a home exchange website and they live in each other's houses. So Kate Winslet, who's from um, Surrey in the UK, goes to live in this massive house in LA. And Cameron Diaz, who's this big trailer producer in LA, goes to Surrey and lives in this little cottage. And it's just so heartwarming. And it's just such a feel-good movie. That actually sounds really good. It is Like very, cheesy, but good. It's cheesy, but it's very good. Jude Law's in it. Jack Black plays a romantic lead it's epic i love it i love jack black as a romantic lead i love the holiday so much probably my i feel like i gotta watch movie. this now it is it's really good i watch it with my mom all the time and we love it so probably that one in terms of family christmas movies like childhood christmas movies i shouldn't have asked the christmas question so <laughs> it's gonna be an hour long the Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, mm-hmm. the um, Jim Carrey version. Yeah, that's it's so fun. It is. It's very fun. And I love the hair. I love the who's. I love Cindy Lou's hair. And when she gets, like, trapped in the wrapping paper machine and her oh dad comes God. in and she's, like, covered in wrapping paper and he's like... I feel like that's what you want to look like for all of December. <laughs> yeah. And he's like, you've been practicing your wrapping. And she's like, I got trapped and almost died in the machine, but okay. But yeah, Dad, Christmas is cool. Yeah. Um, what about you? Favorite Christmas movie? Um, I I agree with you. Favorite like family Christmas movie, The Grinch. If I was gonna watch something with like my little cousins, but I think, and this is kind of a kids movie as well. But Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, no, the Tim Burton Nightmare Before Christmas. I I think it's iconic. I I think people argue that it's not really a Christmas movie. I thought I like it. I think it sits on the borderline between Halloween, Christmas, and just yeah. all year round. Yeah, I like it. I'm gonna call it my favorite Christmas movie. I love Die Hard for Kids, Home Alone. Oh, uh, Home Alone's great. Do you think Die Hard is a Christmas movie? Yes, it's set at Christmas time. You can watch it all year round. I do not think that Christmas movies are limited to being watched at Christmas time. I know, <laughs> but I do think Die Hard is a Christmas movie because it's set at Christmas. Yeah. I mean, he literally writes ho, ho, ho in blood on a guy that he kills. Yeah, I, I'm not arguing with you. I just thought that you might be more likely to be like, nah, it's not Christmas movies, not joyful enough. There's not enough Christmas spirit. I don't think Mariah Chris- Carey doesn't come dressed in tinsel. I don't think Christmas movies have to be Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. But I, I do think Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I think, I think you're Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Christmas, Christmas, Christmas. I am wearing reindeer socks. What about, this has become a big thing in recent years, Netflix Christmas movies. Netflix has Christmas movies? Yes, Netflix produced Christmas movies. Vanessa Hudgens is being coined the new Netflix movie Christmas Crane because she was in two. Oh, there was, she was that in one the about Princess like the two Switch. princesses, yeah. Yep, she was in the Princess Switch last year. And she's in a new one that's coming out called The Night Before Christmas or The Night of Christmas or something about a night that comes into the future, which to me sounds like a ripoff of Enchanted, but I probably will still watch it. Yeah, I haven't seen The Princess Switch. It's not bad. I still remember that The Night Before Christmas. I remember hearing that poem when I was in primary school, in like early primary school. 
And it's like, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. It's like, well, I would hope not, because aren't they a pest? We've talked a little bit about Christmas movies. Do you have a particular song that you think just defines Christmas? I feel like Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is just an icon. Yeah, it is. But is there another song that to you defines Christmas? Jingle Bell Rock. Yeah, when I, I can't hear that song without thinking about Mean Girls. Well, I learned to play that on piano when I was younger, so that's what it's like ingrained in my brain from that rather than from Mean Girls. Yeah. I not gonna lie, I'm a sucker for Wham. Last Christmas. <laughs> you know what? Fair enough. I do enjoy that song. There was another one that I did at multiple uh Christmas concerts in primary school when you actually did Christmas concerts mm-hmm. that was actually an Australian version of Jingle Bells. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just want to read some of it, just to sum up the Australian Christmas a little bit. It's dashing through the bush in a rusty Holden ute, kicking up the dust, esky in the boot, Kelpie by my side, singing Christmas songs, it's summertime and I am in my singlet, shorts and thongs. Yep, no, I remember that. Thank you for listening to this episode of Overworked But Optimistic. We hope you have an amazing Christmas or whatever else you celebrate at this time of year. Make sure you follow us on all our social media, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ovbutop, spelled O-V-B-U-T-O-P, and we'll see you in the new year.